Hey, you guys, welcome to The Press. I'm your host, Empress. This is a Christian-based podcast where we eat, we drink, and we press. We eat the word of God, we drink the living water, and we press into everything. Prayer, spiritual warfare, freedom, wisdom, and most importantly, his presence. To know me is to know fragrance. To know me is to know that fragrances are amazing. To know me is to know that I will never shut up about how amazing scents are. One spray of Replica's Coffee Break. And I'm taken back to my fourth year of undergrad. Leaves falling, long nights with my friends. Just a good old time. Entire memories are unlocked through fragrance. Scents can place us in a different time period, a different space. And for me, the best way to capture a moment, the best way to capture a period of time is through scent and sound. They are atmospheric identifiers and carry such a distinct signature. Like when you think about when you get a whiff of your favorite smeller, it doesn't even have to be your favorite. A scent can remind you of kindergarten in 1995. LOL, that wasn't me. I was in kindergarten in 2005. And sometimes I get a whiff of what that smells like and it just brings me back into great memories and I feel so protected and so loved and so innocent and just life, life is good. Life is great. I had a fragrance that I used in middle school. It was Fresh and Clean by Pink. Yeah, it was Fresh and Clean by Pink. And every time I spray that fragrance, I just get taken back to a beautiful time. It was beautiful. Middle school was lit. High school was lit. I'm in my 20s now. It's lit. And my fragrance for my 20s has been Le Labo. Any Le Labo, really. But I was basic and got the most popular one, which was Santal 33. And, oh my gosh, shout out to Shayna. I did a giveaway on our Instagram page. This is why you need to be on the press.pod Instagram so you can get your stuff, get your gifts, because I love to give the girls their gifts. But anyway, so yeah, shout out to Shayna because she should be getting her Le Labo candle today, actually, so it's perfect timing. She is, she can get her candle, have her nice scent, and be posted up listening to the press. Like, this is just amazing. So, yeah, shout out to her. But, yeah, so scents really just act as atmospheric identifiers, and they carry a distinct signature. When I am recording a podcast, when I'm going through the Word of God, I don't try and make God's word difficult at all because it's actually very simple and I love the simplicity of his gospel. So when he takes me somewhere beyond what's at the surface and he allows me into his mysteries, I feel so fulfilled. It's like I have an insatiable hunger for all things him. Like, where is he? I want to know. What is he doing? I have to know exactly what God is doing, how he's doing it, how he's speaking. And I want the word specifically how he delivers it to me, to me. I want it exactly how he said, okay, Empress needs to hear the word exactly like this. When she's doing this, I want her to receive this. I want exactly what he has for me. Because that's when it starts getting very personal. That's when the word of God just lights up in such a magnificent way where you then you start to have that insatiable desire for his word. Otherwise, it's going to feel like historical context. It's going to feel like very robotic reading the word. It gets very boring. So the Holy Spirit has to go on the journey with you and it just, it starts to get amazing, okay? 
you just like you're you're truly standing inside of what it means to be a child of God. Like I get the mysteries of God. I understand what he's saying right here. He's not just talking about a parable of the seed and the sower. God is bringing us into the deep mysteries of who he is. When I hear the word of God, when I'm in the presence of his word, I need to get exactly what is for me. God's creation speaks to those who listen. His decrees speak to those who listen. God's words speak to those who listen. I look for God in everything, everything I have to. And he shows himself every time because I cannot afford to sit through an entire service read the Bible, or even live as a regular civilian and be robbed of the word of God because my flesh sat front row. In the service, I want the revelation of God. In the Bible, I want the revelation of God. As I'm pumping gas, if you have something to say, God, I want that revelation. I want what is unseen to be made clear to me. I want the mysteries of God to be made clear to me. I want to hear his voice Wherever his voice needs to land, I need my ears to be open so that I can hear it. And that is just the level of like our relationship that I want to stay on. It's like, (laughs) you know, when you experience something so good, like if you have been in a relationship and your partner or whoever you're with is they're just exceeding all expectations, your next relationship, you're not going to take anything less. So I've experienced a tear of God that goes beyond, oh, yes, God loves me. I do good things and this and like, yes, that's amazing. God loves us. But there is so much more to God. And I want to be on that tier and just like continue to receive and continue to experience glory after glory after glory after glory. I want to know God. I want to understand God. Okay, I'm gonna come down (laughs) because I could go on an entire spiel. Um. But yes, I want the revelation of God as I'm spraying perfume. God gives me a revelation. He gives me revelation about fragrance. One of my favorite things in the world. Nobody can do it better than him. No one can do it better than him. As I'm spraying perfume, I want the revelation of God and he gives it to me. What is he saying? What are the impressions of God? Where is his signature left? Where is his scent left? It's up to me to choose to be close to Jesus so I can sniff out his scent. That is what proximity does. I want to know his fragrance. I want to be so close to him that I begin to smell like him. I want God to have so much room in my life that he is constantly revealing himself to me, sending me dreams, visions, allowing me to be 45 steps ahead. 45 is so specific. (laughs) 100 steps, 45 steps ahead of the world because he has space here. He has a home here. You know when you spend a lot of time with someone, the natural thing to do is reveal yourself. A lot of friendships, a lot of relationships are formed through proximity. That's why we have to watch who we're becoming close to. But I want to be so close to God that he is able to tell me the things that are happening in this world. I think about the example of Noah all the time. Noah Noah was able to take his family, save an entire species, literally save the world, basically. Save the world and allow us to repopulate because he heard God and he listened to God. But other people were still getting married. They were having fun. Life was going on. It was a regular day. It was a regular day and God was speaking. God was speaking. God speaks in the middle of what looks to be normal. 
if you wait for God to speak, if you wait to hear God's voice when there is calamity, it might be too late. If you wait to hear God, if you wait to speak to God when you're anxious, if you wait to speak to God when you're depressed, if you wait to speak to God when you feel like, when you feel like, okay, all odds are stacked against me, now it's time to go talk to God. Yes, but no. <laughs> we have to speak to him sooner. We have to speak to him every single day. We have to be in community. We have to be in conversation, in communication with Jesus. We have to. Otherwise, we we will be confused. We will be lost. We will God will be moving on this earth and we have absolutely no clue. No clue. No clue. No clue that God said, okay, um, I need you and your family to move over here. I need you and your family to build a farm. I need you and your family to write a book. I need you to do this. I need you to move here. I need you to do this. I need you to speak to her because he's doing things. He's setting things up because actually when you do this, I'm having you do this because there's going to be a famine in two or three years. I need you to do this because the market is about to crash. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to set up your mind in a way that the things of this world cannot come in and influence you because there are going to be so many things in the coming years that will try to influence you, but your mind will not accept it because you've already built a barrier around your mind. We just have to listen to God. We have to know exactly what God is saying. And even in these moments, I'm trying to sharpen the way that I hear God. I want to, without a doubt, if God says something to me, I want to be 100% certain, yeah, that was God. And I want to move immediately. I don't want to be confused on whether or not, was this God? Was this? No. This was God and I'm going to move on it, period. Back to scents and fragrances. So homes carry scents. We know that homes carry a fragrance. Sometimes, not all the time, you can distinguish a family by their scent because they all smell alike. In 2019, I was obsessed with this movie. It was such a good piece on social commentary. I'm making social commentary on class inequality and spatial hierarchies. The director of the movie latched onto the idea that identity was created through scent. There are two families in the movie, the haves and the have-nots. Essentially, the social status of the have-nots is repetitiously revealed through body odor and scent. It's crazy. And the climax of the story is weaved into the plot through scent. And the actions, the actions around smell were kind of used as a final trigger, bringing us to the climax of the story. And the scent of the have-nots stated in a commentary became a barrier to the have-not social climbing driving tension and posing a silent threat that could expose them. The director of the movie said, smell really reflects your life. It shows if you are struggling, what kind of work you, and what kind of work you do. Okay, so why is this important? Let's zoom out just for a minute. So we're gonna be talking about how the fragrance of God is just very, very important. Car what, what does carrying the fragrance of God mean? What does this mean for our life? What does this look like? And as the director said, Smell really reflects your life. It shows if you're struggling, what kind of work you do, 
And the other commentator said that the scent became a barrier, driving tension and posing a silent threat that could expose them. So just keep this in mind as we're going through what scent means in the Bible. So like I said, homes carry a scent and families carry a scent. And if we're in the home of our father, we'll carry the fragrance of our father. Psalms 91 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout generations. In 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16, it says, but thanks be to God. I don't know why I want to read this like a pastor. <laughs> In 2 Corinthians 2, 14, it says, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death. To the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? This right here is telling us, okay, to God, when we are inside of the will of God, when we are spreading his, his knowledge, we carry an amazing aroma. He loves that. And when we're doing that, we also carry the aroma of death for the enemy. We smell disgusting. He wants to throw up when he smells us, when we're doing the will of God. And this is how you know you will always receive duality when you are inside of the will of God. So don't listen to the wayward opinions. Unfortunately, we are surrounded by a lot of people who don't operate in the word of God enough, who don't operate in the Holy Spirit enough to not be offended when you speak the truth. You can say at this point, in our lives in 2023, all you have to do is say Jesus. All you have to do, you wanna offend somebody, say the name of Jesus. Say his name, Jesus. People are offended. Jesus, what, you're talking about Jesus. People will be offended. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is knowledge and people are going to be offended when you speak truth. Or when you live in truth, the easiest response is to be offended. But that doesn't mean that we get off of our post. As we move through environments with the word of God, we have the power to alter the entire olfactory profile of the space. The smell, the smell, the sense of smell of that space. We have the power to change that profile through the word of God. By his spirit, we carry the aroma of God spiritually. We should be so tapped into the word of God that we begin to have a multi-sensory testimony where all of our senses begin to testify to the word of God. What God has done is going to taste so good. Psalms 38, no, Psalms 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Taste it. We are going to taste and see. It will look amazing. Isaiah 43, 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see what I'm doing? Do you not perceive what I'm doing? See exactly what I'm doing. We will see the good works of God. It will sound amazing. Psalms 118:15. shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. And from our last episode, Ezekiel 37, 7. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. 
the word of God being manifested through our lives will look amazing. The word of God being manifested through our lives will taste amazing. It will look amazing. It will sound amazing. It will physically feel like heaven on earth has manifested before our eyes. John 20, 27. Then he said to Thomas, this is Jesus talking to Thomas after his resurrection. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Physically, we will feel the manifestation of God. And last but not least, it will produce a fragrant aroma. 2 Corinthians 2.5 For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and to those who are perishing. Multi-sensory testimony. The Bible talks a lot about sacrificial offerings being a pleasing aroma to God. And when we sacrifice, when we give our lives to God, is a it is a pleasing aroma. He loves it. Imagine God telling you, you smell so good. That's what I'm trying to hear. When we are spreading the word of God, when we're spreading the knowledge of God, in other words, the wisdom of God, perception of God, pr- we are producing a pleasing aroma. However that demonstration of God is, however he told you to share his knowledge, you are leaving the signature of God through what you do. Notes of God are left through you as a person. How people experience you, what you create, allow his scent to be present. And at the same time that we are a pleasing aroma to God, we are the aroma of death to the enemy. I don't know what death smells like personally, but with an educated guest, Death has to carry such an unnerving smell, making you physically want to act different. Like, have you ever smelled something so bad you just want to get out of here? Ew. Leave, please. Like, I do not want to smell this at all. Smell can alter your interaction with anyone. It alters so many things. Like, do you know how horribly you're treated when you smell bad? In the movie that I referenced, basic human, the basic human respect for a person diminishes. Like, how dare you come out of the house smelling like that? And don't let it be first thing in the morning. There is no excuse. But don't let it be in the spirit where the enemy sniffs you out and you stink. You smell bad. You smell horrible. You smell putrid. The aroma that you carry when you are inside of the will of God, the aroma that you carry when you are, when you refuse to bow down to the enemy's schemes and you stand tall in who you are in Christ, that aroma is going to be horrendous to the enemy. It's going to be offensive. And the thing about the smell of death is you want it removed immediately. The enemy comes to kill steal and destroy once your mind has been in the house of god for so long it'll pick up a fragrance once your business has been in the house of god for so long it begins to pick up a fragrance once your marriage your relationship your voice your finances have been in the house for so long you begin to smell like home the enemy is going to try and destroy it Every chance that he gets don't give him the chance don't give him any leg room in romans 8 17 It says, now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, we are heirs to the throne. 
put the enemy in his place. If I'm heirs with Christ, if I'm heirs with Christ, I'm about to send out the decrees of my father. Imagine yourself in a royal palace in the room with your father in his room, chatting, getting dressed. Side note, this is why we have to push past push past the area that we usually go to with God. Imagine that when you go into God's presence, you're entering into the most glorious place that you have ever been because you are. When you go into his home, you're entering into the most magnificent home you've ever seen. Don't stop in the foyer. You have so many things that are going to come, right? When you enter into his presence, it's amazing at any place that you go. But continue to push past, continue to press into his presence. Go and explore the other rooms. Eventually, you're going to get to his room where he is. I mean, he's everywhere in the house. But go to his room. Continue to push past the area that you're comfortable in. Continue to push past the area of staying in the foyer where you send off a quick prayer and you just want to, let me talk to God today because da-da-da-da talking to God every once in a while, you're going to stay in the foyer and you're never going to experience the vastness of what he has to offer you in his home. He has an entire room for you that you will never get to because all you want to do is stand in the foyer. Foyer is cool. We love the foyer. You can actually see a lot from that place, but he has an entire room for you. But yes, so imagine you're in his room chatting, getting dressed, putting on the armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Do I want to read that? Yeah, we'll read it. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in its place. So if I'm up in the king's room, who is really touching me if I'm with my father? Realistically, how are you getting to me? How are you getting to me? And that's the reality that I live in, the reality of God. Like, yeah, the facts might be present. The fact of the fact of whatever has happened on earth might be true. But there is something way more realistic. There is something way more powerful that I can attach myself to in heaven. And the fact of the matter is I am co-heirs with Christ and my watchmen are set up. And you cannot step here, whatever the enemy has, he can't step here because the decrees on this land have denied your access. What decrees have you put up on your land? Give the enemy absolutely no legroom. Stop letting him sit in places that he should have no access to. In Ephesians 4.27, it says, and do not give the devil a foothold. The devil banks on the assumption that we do not know our authority. Well, jokes on him because we do. We will destroy his efforts declaration by declaration if you look up images of a fortress one that is designed with sustainable defensive walls you will see how much ground a potential threat has to cover before reaching the inhabitants of the fortress in this case you our weapon is to know the word and declare the word even when the enemy is sending attacks that do not make sense 
we combat it with the word of God and we stand firmly in our position. We are in a fortress. God is our fortress. We will not be knocked down. We won't be displaced. We will not cower down. How can we? It doesn't even make sense when you understand the word of God. We have to, we have to understand the word of God. And it's easy to say these things when life is not currently happening. Like it's easy to, when you're listening to a podcast or when you're in a service or people are, you're in an atmosphere where God is just landing, like the Holy Spirit is here. And yes, all of this stuff sounds good, but then you actually start living life and then what? You still stand on the word of God. Do not let the enemy push you down at all whatsoever at all that is his only goal when you start getting when you start getting girded up in the word of God when you start getting built up in the word of God when you are refusing to let his lies come and destroy what God has created within you he's going to try he's still coming he doesn't he doesn't back off because oh she's in the word no actually I'm gonna come 10 times harder because your aroma is disgusting. It is putrid to me. You smell too much like him. You smell too much like God. No, this is disgusting to me. So he's going to keep coming. And we have to stand in the word of God at all times. At all times. You are protected in every direction. Watchmen are on their post. Your father is Elohim. Your father is Elohim. And truly, sometimes the difference between you going through something in life and trying to figure out, okay, God, like where does the word of God fit inside of all of this? Where where am I supposed to locate the word of God inside of all this? Like, yes, God is my savior. Yes, all things work together for the good of those. Yes, I understand that. But what's up with the situation right now? Like, how am I supposed to where how is this supposed to line up truly this is when you this is why understanding truly understanding the word of god for what it means to you is of the highest importance you have to have yourself knee deep in the word of god knee deep knee deep in the word of god that is the only thing that will be your saving grace when life is just hitting you left and right, left and right, and you can't seem to get up, but somehow you still stand tall. How? Why? Because you have the word of God as your anchor. He's taking you deeper and deeper and deeper inside of his word, deeper and deeper and deeper inside of your word, inside of his word. So much so, the things of life don't begin to seem as much of a threat as they did before. You just have to keep going deeper into his word. Go deeper, spend more time with him, pray more, intercede more, fast more, be inside of his word, be inside of the word of God. That is the only thing that will hold you together. Your father is Elohim. Your father is Elohim, meaning the creator of the universe. God created everything. He is the creator of the universe. His name is Elohim. When you don't know who you are, when you don't know the word of God, the enemy can say one thing and you get knocked off. This has happened to me several times. I let the enemy into my identity and bloop, now he's all up in the spot. But when we stand on the word of God and actually know what we're talking about, really pressing into our identity, we are lethal, lethal to the enemy. 
lethal to the enemy. Understand that the the closer that you get with God, the more you are inside of God's will, you are going to smell 10 times more disgusting to the enemy. So he's always going to have, he's always going to be trying to send something your way. So yes, to some people, you're going to smell absolutely disgusting. When the Holy Spirit is alive in you, people are going to mock you. People are going to make you feel like you're stupid. People are going to make you feel like you're making the wrong choice. People are going to make you feel like you're too on fire for Christ. They are going to mock you. They accuse the disciples of being drunk on new wine when they were speaking in different tongues because they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. They mocked the move of God. It's sad, but it's the unfortunate truth. And we don't have time to be those who are so caught up in the world that we mistake the move of God for anything other than what it is. When we have God with us, when we have God with us, the truth that you're speaking is so real and so raw that sin cannot take it. Other people's sin cannot take it. It will not land well. When you are digesting when you're eating the word of God your sin can't take it and yeah you will be mocked because it's not going to land well it doesn't sit well with their fleshly chemistry the body chemistry the flesh because right now the word is laying on their flesh and it's acting up that's what happens when you lay the word of God on the flesh you know when people are like That fragrance just doesn't mesh with my body chemistry the way that it meshes with hers. This is also why you can't be up in arms about who understands things and who doesn't. Because sometimes the fragrance has to be layered. God's word has to go in multiple times before it finally lands well on the person. This is why you also cannot give up on the people who God has sent your way, who aren't really aren't going for any anything that you're saying about God, about Jesus, about walking with God, um, never give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Even if they look at you with a disgust, like (laughs) it's going to happen. And we just have to be comfortable with that happening and continue to press into where God has called us, what he's called us to do, how he's called us to do it and stand firmly in the knowledge of God. So yes, I don't know if I told you guys, but the scent and sound is going to be two parts. This is obviously part one and part two is going to be the next episode where we're going to focus more on sound and still talk a little bit more about scent, 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 scent. But yeah, so this episode was nice and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. DM me on the press dot pod instagram and yeah i love you guys i suck at outros like i'm going to get way better i feel like i abruptly end things like mm, yeah i'm gonna get better at that but yeah i'll chat with you guys in part two of scent and sound also dm me your favorite fragrances bye